Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Is alive and, and well. Are you in here, Jake? I am right here. Happy Thanksgiving, Happy- Dave. <laughs> I just want to tell everyone publicly that 
I am so appreciative for this young man. So proud of him. Uh, I like every single thing about him, except for the school that he went to, which is Michigan, and only because Michigan's playing Ohio State this week, and I'm a huge Ohio State fan. Uh, but, Jakey, I'm grateful for you. I know this community is grateful for you. You're only 24 years old, and I cannot wait to see uh, what you do in your journey. And I'm here. You know, I love you. I'm proud of you, and I got your back. That means the world, Dave. And I am extremely grateful for you, of course, and this whole community, too. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to help out here and also be a Michigan fan. Can we get a quick uh, mic flash for who is a Michigan fan and who's rooting for us on Saturday? I'm, I'm flashing my mic over here. State or you? You, University of Michigan. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> all right, anyway, all right, it's going to be right. a great game on, uh, on Saturday, Dave. I'll, I'll quickly set the room here. Uh, we're here at the Breakfast with Champions, 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern time on Black Friday. Uh, I hope everyone's having a great week so far. It's a 6 a.m. edition with David Melter. Feel free to use that plus bar at the bottom. Invite your friends, family, anyone that you think would benefit from this incredible hour with David Melter and a few surprise guests. So, Dave, that's quickly setting the room. And then I know uh, quickly talking about gratitude. So if you want to kick off the room about what gratitude means to you and, and maybe give a quick little introduction on that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, thank you. Gratitude to provide inspiration and gratitude is a lens it, it, that that's a superpower but it's a lens it's gratitude is the ability to find the light love and lessons and then you can use pragmatic uh, practices in order to effectuate how to prioritize your activity or, or your focus in, in that lens that which feeds you instead of that which bleeds you but you do have the superpower of finding light, love, and lessons in every situation, every person, every person, everything. This is part of the social contract that we've made with the universe that it's one and it's abundant and it's limitless. And when you have a few stable pieces of data it allows you to use gratitude as the superpower. It gives you the lens of gratitude, and then we can work on together the practices of figuring out what bleeds you or what feeds you uh, as you move forward from there. And you know, utilizing that lens of gratitude uh, requires one piece of stable data that I believe in order to be gracious, you have to believe there's something bigger than you. And then two, you have to believe that which is bigger than you the all-powerful, all-knowing, omniscient source loves you as much or more than your mom loves you or much as more as you love your own kids. If you have these two stable pieces of data, you will then be able to effectuate the superpower in your life of gratitude, the ability to utilize the lens to find the light, the love, and the lesson. So pain is just going to be an indicator to you the setbacks, failures, and, and, and shortages in your life uh, are not punishment anymore. Through this belief system, they become promotion and protection. So even though you're very clear on what you want, when what you want doesn't happen and something completely different happens, you will feel promoted and protected, not punished. 
you will have this lens of gratitude, this superpower of abundance, of living between limitlessness and infinity, of being connected to and through everything, everyone. You will reduce not only the amount of triggers, but the amount of time that you're triggered into interference from this great source. You will start practicing the ability to become aware of that which is sending you in the wrong trajectory and you will start practicing how quickly you can get back to that source, to that center, to neutrality, how quickly you can clear the interference created by the triggers, people, places, things, and situations that you don't want or you perceive you don't want. And when you do this, gratitude becomes that unbelievable superpower and all of a sudden, all of your attention, all of your intention creates these wonderful coincidences and everyone thinks you're lucky. But it doesn't matter what everyone else thinks because you know four things, that you're happy, you're healthy, you're wealthy and worthy, and you're starting to figure out what you're doing to interfere with it. I am so grateful for this community. I'm so grateful for everyone. I'm sure we'll have time to, to share that gratitude side of things, but I couldn't pass up the opportunity. Uh, a couple of my business partners uh, wanted to come on Clubhouse and share their gratitude and help everyone coming into this new year, uh, getting and creating great uh, financial wealth plans uh, with advice on financial literacy uh, and other things, uh, inspiration. And so, uh, Jake, you want to introduce our special guest? Sure, I would love to, Dave. Thank you. We've got here, as Dave mentioned, two incredible people, uh, Tyree Dillingham and the one and only Marshall Falk. So, Tyree, if you want to kind of uh, take over here, uh, feel free to intro Marshall as well. And welcome to the clubhouse. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Good morning, Jake. Powerful words this morning, Dave, as usual. Uh, definitely a weekend of gratitude, which, as you know, is the space that we should always be in. And I know that Marshall and I are so grateful to be in business and on this mission with you to educate people about financial literacy. And I could not think of a better topic on Black Friday <laughs> than talking about financial literacy, because obviously this is a space everybody's running to the mall or, or heading to the, the online shops to talk a little bit or to spend a little bit of money. And um, so I'm excited to get right into it with you. And uh, Marshall, if you're on, if you want to raise your hand so that we can elevate you to be a speaker, um, and I will, I will go ahead and introduce him, and then we'll just bring him up when he, when we're able to to find him. But uh, Marshall Falk is, I mean, he really is a man who needs no introduction. He's an NFL Hall of Famer, uh, Super Bowl MVP, just an all-around amazing um, individual. Not only is he highly acclaimed in the sports world, but he is actually, what most people don't know is he's been an amazing entrepreneur. He owns over 40 different businesses. Uh, he's a perpetual student. And my favorite is he is one of the most amazing philanthropists that I have ever met in my life. Always looking to give back and pull up the guy behind him. So he is just been an amazing blessing in my life and I know in Dave's life and in, in so many of the lives that we have and will be touching together. So yeah, Tyree, um, this is Dave. I, I have to add because, uh, you know, I'm blessed to be able to work with both of you and 
Tyree's no slouch either. And there's, you know, uh, a saying, right? Likes attract likes. And for someone, I always felt blessed to attract Marshall Falk into my life because I know we just cr cr cruise over like Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's the 1% of the 1% of the 1% of the 1%. You talk about MVP of a Super Bowl champion, that's the 1% of the 1% of the 1%. Marshall Falk carries the spirit of excellence. Uh, and there's no doubt that when he came to me and talked about you know, his philanthropic efforts of empowering the world to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun, that he was going to do it at a level that most people can't even fathom. And his spirit of excellence, bar, bar none, uh, and to attract someone like you, Tyree, and to be blessed to work with both of you, I want everyone to, you know, realize when you can surround yourself with this type of excellence, and that's why I wanted to bring Tyree and Marshall to the room to elevate their awareness because they carry a different frequency, they carry a different vibration, they carry a, a spirit of excellence that is the one percent of the one percent of the one percent, and now they're doing it not on the football field not just you know in the elite of the elite but to everyone here in our community to help us uh understand stuff that you know even they weren't aware of and now these simple things can change your life so you too can make a lot of money help a lot of people and have a lot of fun sorry sorry for interject interjecting Tyree, but i had to just say that Oh, I appreciate that, Dave, and I received. Thank you uh, for teeing that up. And it, it is a pleasure to be a part of such an amazing winning championship team uh, with the two of you and everybody else that, that we have on our team. It's really amazing to see what it is that we're doing to affect change in the way that <clears throat> financial financial services and financial knowledge are distributed across the country. So. Let's just get right into it because um, I know that today's Black Friday, so in case you missed it, it's a massive day of, of spending in this, in this country. I think last year there was like 14 billion in online spending that, were, that was done consumer-wide, not including Cyber Monday. And so... Dave, you and your family were just at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which I guess has been historically kind of the kickoff of holiday spending. Let's celebrate before we get into it. So I know that so many people feel the pressures of holiday spending. And so how, how do you recommend that people kind of face this or, or take on the societal pressures to spend money and buy gifts and and all of those things and so as we move into the holiday season and they're thinking today they're getting all the emails and all of that how how do you and your family and how do you recommend that other people listening on the call go into the the holiday with regards to spending Dave. Sorry, my cut. Tyree, are you there? Here, yes. 
Awesome. Yeah, maybe if you want to ask a question from the audience, um, maybe uh, to bring that in before Marshall comes on. Okay. Um, so let me go ahead and ask the audience. Uh, I guess before we get started, if you guys have any questions that you want to go ahead and bring up, feel free to raise your hand. We'd love to answer them with regards to, you know, maybe pressures you're feeling or questions that you have, because I do know that there are so many people feel under pressure to buy gifts and, you know, throw fancy parties and, and all of this and consumer debt is on the rise. And so I would love to hear from, from the audience if you guys have any questions about uh, holiday spending and and tips and tricks. Go ahead and raise your hand, and we will take some questions from you, Jake. If you want. Sorry, some Tyree, I'm I'm back. I, my phone oh. popped out. <laughs> Great, that's okay. <laughs> but I can, I can answer a question while other people think of one. Uh, can you repeat that question about shopping? Because it just cut out on me. Yeah. So uh, the question that I asked you was was really how do you and your family tackle <laughs> holiday spending and some of the pressures. That are out there because I mean I as I mentioned last year, consumers spent about 14 billion dollars in online spending uh, just from Thanksgiving and Black Friday alone, not including Cyber Monday. And so there's obviously lots of people want to want to head to the online marketplace, or this year we get to head to the stores. And so how do you kind of tackle that, or recommend that people take on the hol the pressures of holiday spending, and then how do you budget accordingly? Yeah, that's a great question. So one of the things that I've learned to do is take emotion out of money. Um, it, emotion has no place. Uh, emotion has no place in financial planning, budgeting, or spending. Uh, and the better that you get at practicing taking your emotions out of it, uh, and so I use percentages. And uh, I util utilize uh, a plan with my wife um, that a certain percentage is spent on things that are annual and so my mortgage right is an annual thing it, it, it's predictable uh thanksgiving's predictable christmas is predictable black friday is predictable all of these different areas that are predictable and i go by percentage of what i make that goes towards you know gifts or goes towards travel or goes towards whatever it would be totally unemotional and so for you know very simple things i have four children and i know that they're going to want to go shopping on black friday and i know my wife wants to go and so i literally budget a percentage off of what i've made um or will make um to to do that and so you know as i'm budgeting through my year and i'll just use round numbers if i make a hundred thousand dollars it may be one percent is to the kids gifts divided by four would be what the budget is to give them to go shopping for black friday or a certain percentage so the bigger point is you don't have to be as ocd and, and as detailed in plan as i am uh, i i charitable guilt giving is percentages right i know if anybody i give to so many different charities i always tell them look i i do it yearly so let me know about your charity and i'll take my percentage towards your charity for next year. But then I also have a discretionary percentage knowing that, you know, the Girl Scouts are going to come by or something that hasn't prepared. And so all of those details. But if you just can think about taking your emotions out of uh, your decision making buying process and selling process, by the way, if you could take your emotions out of it 
and be as prepared as you can, uh, you will exponentially, um, you know, succeed in bringing value and getting value out of uh, the fun that can be created by Black Friday or Cyber Monday or Christmas giving, uh, whatever. I, I will tell you with my own children as well, uh, we, we've instituted something I like to share with everybody about giving. Um, my, my children, if they buy something or get a gift, they have to give something away. Um, so accumulation, you know, is a it, it creates a prison. Uh, the more you acquire, the more you have to take care of it, insure it, move it, sell it, buy it. And so I want to create a flow. So, you know, anyone that has children, you know, especially younger children with toys, whenever they get a new toy, they have to give one of their toys away. Um, and it's no problem giving it away. And they feel so good about it. But it, it's probably one of the best things that I've uh, figured out during, you know, the, especially the holiday season. Uh, and now that they're 22, 20, 17, and 11, uh, it's a habit of theirs, they, but it but it also is, is really ingrained in them. Uh, anyway, I think Marshall's here, by the way, so I apologize for rambling on. Tyree, thank you so much. We'll, we'll hand it out to the spirit of excellence now. Thank you, Dave. Yes, he is. So I will go ahead and introduce Marshall, let him say a few words, and then I'm going to punt the question to him. So uh, good morning, Marshall. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Dave was... You got some some major kudos and accolades from Dave that you missed, but we we did an all-star introduction of of what what a pleasure it is to be in business with you and all of the contribution that you give to make the world a better place because you're a part of it. And so, um, in the spirit of gratitude, which is how we started this morning, I would like to turn it over to you to say a few words, and then we will go ahead and get started on our Black Friday clubhouse. All right, thank you, uh, Tyree. Thanks, uh, thanks, Dave. Appreciate the the kind words, um, and obviously we speak in, we're speaking from gratitude where I, I think regardless of how you look at life, you're sitting in gratitude right now. Just, um, I, I was saying this yesterday um, in, in, in the conversation with the team on, of Thanksgiving, if you could just reflect back to 2020 where you were, um, how Thanksgiving was, maybe you were not with your family, you could not be with your family um, how grateful we are to have it the way that we have it. And sometimes we don't know that we have it as good as we do. And the sad thing is things have to be taken away sometimes for one to see um, how thankful we are. So let's just be thankful for how we have it in the world today that we get a chance to share and, and, and be friends and, and, um, and come together and help one another out with different types of situations. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Um even coming around holidays and, and stuff like that. So Black Friday and, and all of all the things that 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 comes with it. I think a lot of people look at holidays and I remember when I was when I was younger, I, I I'm not gonna say younger, I'm gonna say when I was a teenager, um, and I and I started to realize kind of what holidays were about and 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 the getting gifts parts because um, I grew up you know poverty stricken, didn't have much and I saw what my friends got and what I did not get. And I, I always, I, I didn't know how to enjoy um, holidays because 
I thought the major part of it was gift receiving and giving and not being able to do that. But as I got older, I, I learned um, the spirit of the holidays and actually what comes, what goes with it and how thankful we are and how grateful we, we, we get to be that we have it as good as we have it. Let's go right now. And, and, and saying that, <laughs> the funny part was now then move forward to you, you now having a family how do you pass that along to your kids without spoiling them and giving them everything, but yet you want them to have Christmas the way you wish you had Christmas and trying to figure out what's best. And then financially and fiscally being responsible in that position, making sure that you're not doing the wrong things by just being irresponsible with money. And so in, in, in the, in the realm of all of that and the spirit of, of, of any time and every time that we're on Clubhouse providing value and having the opportunity to be in purpose with one another and share collectively all the things that, that we that we have learned, that we want to learn in hopes of maybe one person on this call advancing themselves in a position or in life uh, to set them up in a better way so they can win is why we do it. So I'm thankful to have everybody on this call. I'm thankful to be on this call and I'm thankful to share the platform with each and every one of you. Thank you. So I asked Dave about Black Friday spending because obviously today's Black Friday and last year consumers spent about $14 billion between Thursday and Friday, not including Cyber Monday. And, you know, you and I and Dave, we sit down with people all the time and look at their finances. And so we know that a bulk of the spending comes during this, this holiday weekend. And so everybody's up early today, getting ahead of the game. What are some tips that you have for people on or that you employ yourself or with your family to, to prevent over overspending and just kind of managing the consumerism and the wants and all the all the ads, I mean, obviously these companies are coming at us hard and fast and strong with emails and ads and all the things. And so yeah. how, how do you recommend so for people listening and who are tempted to go out and spend today, kind of how do you tackle your holiday spending and obviously Black Friday and, and this whole weekend and everything over the next, you know, five to six weeks? Well, I'll, I'll start with my kids. And this was something that I was taught at a young age. Um, <laughs> uh, the dollar, the, the dollar store in the 99 cent store, they're the same. But for whatever reason, when we see 99, we think we're getting a discount. We think we're really getting a sale, but you're not. And understanding and educating my kids as to um, uh, things that you need and things that you want, you have to be able to, to, to differentiate between the two. Um, education is everything when it comes to uh, retaining finances and making sure that you're spending money um, or saving money in the manner to where you can benefit from it. And um, I, 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 these these holidays, Black Friday and and, and Cyber Monday, uh, I actually I try to retract from them. Like, okay, let's not go crazy. Let's not fall into the frenzy of what they're about. And um, I, I, really, I really try to pull away. I try to do shopping beforehand 
for my kids. I try to make sure that I have the things that they want beforehand. And, and I try to buy all my gifts before we get into this, this time period, because the closer you get to the holidays and you start to realize, oh, these sales, you panic buy. You emotion, you start emotionally buying and you start seeing the commercials and they start pulling on your heart and pulling at your strings. And and now, before you know it, you, you, you spent more money than you planned. Create a plan, stick to the plan and do whatever you can to make sure that you do not go over budget. It's all about planning. I don't care what tips you get. I don't care what people tell you to do it's going to surround a budget and you have to stick to it. You cannot allow the emotions of Christmas, the emotions of holidays um, to get you out of the budget. I love that. Okay. So what are, what are some tips for people who maybe didn't budget and cause you know, it's, it's also very tempting to pull out that credit card and, one in three shoppers who are still paying off debt from last year's holiday. So I know it's really tempting for a lot of people to, to jump in and see the Black Friday deals and then maybe they didn't plan accordingly. And obviously it's been a wild year when it comes to income. So what are some tips that you have, Marshall, for people who maybe didn't plan and they're kind of kind of stuck right now and, and so they pull out the old credit card and, and ring it in? Well, let, let's let's be real. If you didn't plan, and you're still paying off bills from last year, then then you have to make the sacrifice. And you might you you maybe have a, you may have a different type of Christmas. The gifts that you're accustomed to giving may be different, and it's it's time it's time for that sacrifice to be had so you can get yourself in the in the right place financially. And and now let's execute. Most people, they have no idea where to go to to set up a plan. And every time we come on here, guess what we do? We offer people, everyone, if you are struggling with, with your budget, if you don't have a budget, if you don't have a plan financially for where you're going, take the opportunity on this call right now to sit down with, with, with someone in our business who will walk you through it not charge you for it and give you what you need so you and your family can make the best best decisions possible around the holidays and around every day because budgeting is just not a holiday type of thing it is a everyday practice every day you must practice budgeting and there's things that's pulling at you all the time whether you deem it an emergency or not, whether you have an emergency fund or not, all of those things are things that you need help with it. Get the help. It's like, it's, it's like everything else in the world. If you can't sleep, you go to a doctor. Hey, doctor, I can't sleep. If you're having trouble eating, you go to a doctor. Hey, I want to lose weight. You go to a gym. Budgeting is the same. You need help with your budgeting. You have a problem spending or you don't know, you don't know how to budget. It's time for you to sit down and we need to have the conversation surrounding how you can have a better relationship with your finances.
I love that. Yes. So powerful. And to that point, let me ask Dave a question here. When you're looking at your family, so, you know, I mean, Marshall was talking about how, how he wanted, wants to give his kids the Christmas that he never got and trying to balance that. And I know that that's a struggle for, for a lot of people. They, they want to be able to provide for their family what they didn't have, even if it means going on credit cards and going into debt to be able to do so. So Dave, how do you create a culture with your family whether that be whether you have kids or not, maybe it's extended family. Sometimes you're the the aunt or uncle that's got a million nieces and nephews and things like that. How do you create the culture with with your family of of making saving and preparing for retirement and the life that you really want to have something that's sexy and fun? Because that's definitely a challenge I think that a lot of people have is they're they're faced with they're faced with the right now and this instant gratification culture. So what are, what are some ways that you have to, to help kind of write the course with the family and end that generational poverty or that scarcity mindset with people? Yeah, that's a great thing, right? That's the biggest challenge uh, of growing up completely poor and then having everything that you ever dreamed of and able to give other people things that they dream of. Um, Because, like I always start a lot of my speeches, right? Who here grew up poor? And then half the audience raises their hand and I say, I feel sorry for the rest of you. Um, it, it, it's difficult. I, I try to use, a, when people ask, and, and you know, with what we do now, people I don't even know ask me uh, for help in, in that way, financial, you know, to get something, you know, to go to college or to do the, to buy something, a laptop or whatever. And, you know, you can't say yes uh, to everyone. And I, I always tell people if, if I give you, if you ask me for 25 grand and I give it to you, that's not going to help you. Right. It's just going to make you a person that needs to ask for money when they need something. So I, I got away from the yes, uncle, the yes, dad, the, the, the yes son, even by enabling my own mother with this. And I turned into the how dad, the how uncle, the how son, how are we going to do this? So even those who email me and ask me for money or, or DM me and ask me for money from around the world, my first response is, okay, how are we going to do this? And if, you know, my daughter wanted a different car, okay, how, how are we going to do it? And I set objectives for what they need to do to be accountable, what effort they're going to put into it. So I'll say, look, I'm saving this percentage for you, if you save the same percentage for you of what you get, uh, we'll be able to have a great Christmas together, or we'll be able to afford that birthday present that you wanted. Um, and, you know, putting people to, you know, that accountability of, all right, you earn, you earn this much. You know, one of my favorite stories is a guy named Josh York. Uh, he has, a, 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 I think, one of the fastest growing franchises in the world now. It's a, a fitness franchise. But he was telling me when I met him a story. He's an extremely, extremely aggressive guy. Right? He sent me a, a, a tire from a truck, an 18-wheel truck, uh, and basically said, you need to meet with me. I'll leave a tread or something. <laughs> anyway, that's how he got to me. But he told me a story, and I think it's very indicative of people who are entitled compared to people who are how people. Um, and we want to teach the how of it. He told me a story that, he, he wanted to, to, you know, start a business and he knew he needed $10,000. And so he said he 
he does he didn't know golf, but his friend worked at a golf club and he got a job caddying at the golf club, the richest golf club in whatever city it was in the Northeast. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, this little finagler is going to hang out with rich people and ask him for money to invest in his business. But I was surprised when he told me the story because not only was he living in his car so that he could save every penny that he made to get to this $10,000 to be a caddy, but he also ate for free at, it made sure that he was eating his meals at the club so he was reducing all of his costs down to zero, and his only objective was to save this $10,000 to start his own business. And instead of asking and, and, uh, and you know, for the money and hanging out, what he did is, you know, he watched. He was more interested than interested, and he learned about all the different club members. And if the guy liked a Snickers bar, he would pull out a Snickers bar, you know, fr from his pocket when he was catting. And, and, and he was just amazing and he just got bigger tips by being of service and value by being more interested than interesting and he made it happen he didn't ever ask anybody for in any investment now he's a multi-millionaire because he didn't give up 50 percent of his company for ten thousand dollars by being entitled and asking somebody he figured out a way to get it done he was a how person and so what we want to teach our children, nieces, nephews, et cetera, is, okay, you, you want that? You need that? How are we going to get it done? Whatever percentages it is. I, I don't care if it's, you know, one of my kids, you know, saving $5 and me giving 5000 It wouldn't matter. But I want them to know that we did it together and that they earned it. I, you know, we won't get into it, but I'm a firm believer in the family bank where, you know, my kids pay for their own college. They borrow money from the family bank. It's 0% interest. It has all types of different, you know, things to help them. Uh, but the reason is, is they pay back the family bank over 30 years so that when their kids are ready to go to college, the family bank will have a loan interest-free with deference and all the benefits uh, in a very low monthly cost. But they at least can say they paid for their own education. And if they don't want to do it, then get a scholarship and, and do it that way. So uh, I know I got a little off track. My, my long-winded answer is how uh, and not yes. Wow, there were so many good nuggets in that for sure, because I think that part of the financial literacy piece is not only making sure that you're educated yourself, but then being able to pass it on to your, to your family. So instead of being so concerned with giving them the Hot Wheels truck that they want or whatever, new purse or pair of shoes they want, but really being able to empower them with the financial knowledge. So Marshall, I'll ask the same question of you. How, how do you recommend that, that people create that culture with their, with their family, especially around the holidays when there's lots of gimme, 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 I want, I want, I want. And, and how do you make it lasting over time that you're creating a culture of, of rewarding for saving and, and really setting your kids up to win? Well, I, I start with myself. And um, the, the things that I practice, uh, I'm not just talking to them about, I'm living these, I'm living, living in practice with these, with these same things. Um, I save, I reward myself when I save, I reward myself when, when I do certain things. Um, and, and then I can, I can be the example instead of giving them example. 
and it, it, it's it's pretty basic you know reward reward them for how much they save as we get closer to the holidays instead of just giving frivolously and allowing them to spend a lot of the times with our kids we give them advice and we tell them what to do when we're not practicing those habits and i just i just i do my best to be in practice to make sure that i'm buying i'm buying with what i need and when i'm not buying what i need and i decide to buy what i want that i've saved and i've put monies aside and i'm not jeopardizing the the saving that i want to do or or the things that i want to accomplish setting goals and making sure that okay year begins how much money at the end of the year that you want to save oh you know dad i get this much and i'm you know i'm, I'm working here and i'm doing that i like to have x okay let's see who can hit their goal let's see how close we get to that goal and and being realistic about it you know you you have to be realistic about it you, you can't just um just tell your kids to do things that you're not doing it's just it, it's it's not possible today's kids they have way too much from google and and they can they can they can they can literally go research anything not to mention they're looking at you they're watching you they're watching how you're living if every every time you take a trip you come home mom has a new bag you can't tell them that you're saving you can't tell them that you that you're using good spending habits regardless if you have it people who don't have money not only do they not have good spending habits but they don't they don't have money to spend now when you have the money that's when your spending habits really have to be put into good practice if i decided to go buy a new car today it won't break me but the message i send to my kids is going to it, it it's going to say something to them and the minute that something's wrong with their car that's two years old they're going to feel like well can i get a new one too so we have to really be diligent on not just giving the information but living in the information when it comes to the how-tos with money. Powerful stuff. I hope everybody on here is taking notes, certainly, because I know that tis, tis the season of, of spending, and there's going to be an average of like $750 that every single person is going to spend during the, the holiday season on friends and family. And so... Uh, Marshall, let me just ask you a little bit about credit card spending, because obviously that's buying on credit with an average of 16% interest rate. We're at a time of rising inflation. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone on the call. If you have a television, you've probably seen it on the news. And so with inflation rising and the temptation of credit card spending, I mean, how, how do people really manage all of that? I mean, because it's not like we all got a 66% raise this year, but inflation's <laughs> going up. There's high temptations. Everybody has been really stressed out over the last two years, whether you've been on quarantine or just afraid to go out of your house or whatever that may be. And credit card companies are charging, you know, on average 16% per card. I mean, obviously, you can get some good rates if you have a high credit score but you know where how do people tackle all of that because that's really daunting it seems so much easier to just put something on a credit card and feel good for a minute and you know deal with it in january when everybody gets to their resolutions 
Yeah, so with, with my, I'll start with my kids and, and what I talk to them about, my older kids, establishing credit and what you need to do. By getting a credit card, if you use the card, use it for things. If, okay, let's, let's talk about gas. Let's talk about things. Use it. And at the end of the month, you pay it off. Understanding, not giving that opportunity for the interest rates to even kick in. Let's pay it off. We, we're playing the game of building credit. So you can understand how establishing your credit and having a good credit, having a good credit score is important in life. It's it's crazy how much having a good credit score is is it's it's more important than how much money you have in a sense. And once you get them to understand that, me, I practice, I practice if I if I have to use a card, it's a debit card. I don't have to pull out the black American Express or the gold is or the platinum is. I ain't caught up in that. <laughs> I'm gonna use my debit card <laughs> and, and 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 understand I know where it's coming out of. I don't have to worry about interest rates and all of that stuff. That's 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 how I practice. But if you if you're trying to manage your life on credit and you're and you're going from credit card to credit card, um, man, you have to be really good at that game. You have to be really good at bouncing from credit card to credit card to pay off one credit card to open a new one and pay off that one. I've heard of that game. It's tedious. It requires a lot of attention and a lot of work. And you cannot mess up. You cannot miss payments. It's, it's, it's tough. I say stay away from those interest rates unless you have to, unless it's dire straight. Unless it's unless you if you are using the credit card as your emergency, make sure you pay them back like it's an emergency. Because they don't play. Compounding interest is the biggest, biggest element to teach you how to create generational wealth. And it can put you in generational debt as well. That is for sure. So, Dave, what what say you about about rising inflation and, and credit <laughs> credit card payments? Yeah, credit cards are for convenience, not leverage. And Marshall nailed it. Uh, I think it's really important, you know, to understand whether you're using a debit or a credit card uh, that it actually should carry the the same weight of convenience um, to not allow that interest to add up um, and. I want also to point out one thing with credit cards that most people just look over is even the 0% interest cards, they all have the caveat that um, if you miss a payment or late on a payment or make a mistake, it institutes like the 16, 17, 18% interest rate. So you have to be not only diligent in utilizing the card effectively and paying it off, but you have to be aware uh, that they will accelerate that in there. and you know, Einstein's the best person uh, t when it comes to financial literacy, right? The rule of 72, compound interest, it, it applies to everything in your life. And if it's a negative behavior, it will compound. If it's a positive behavior, it will compound. And regardless of whether it's positive or negative, the uh, positive is the more difficult because we don't see the result until a long time. This is how compound interest works. It takes time. And the problem with positive behavior uh, and the human nature that we carry 
is that if we're doing the right things, we expect quick results, right? Marshall Falk didn't just start playing football at five years old and make the NFL when he was five. You, you, that's not how it worked. He had ups and downs, setbacks, failures, mistakes, all types of things happen until, right, that positive behavior that he had compounded to make him the best running back maybe of all time. And it didn't happen overnight. So we have to put ourselves into a mindset of, okay, positive behavior compounds the same as negative behavior, except for I expect instant results. And that's the idea of a credit card uh, if we are utilizing it correctly. Incorrectly, the negative behaviors, the problem with negative behaviors is we don't anticipate any bad result. And so uh, the instant feedback is easy. And then in both scenarios, right, it doesn't just happen overnight. 90% of the spending is done. And all of a sudden you start seeing the negative result and it's too late because you started realizing that 16% on $100, now you have a maxed out card at $500 and you've only still only purchased that $100 item, uh, you know, two Christmases ago. And meanwhile, you paid $15 a month for two years. So you paid about $400, almost all interest, and now have a higher balance than you did before by five times. Do the math. Negative behavior compounds the same as positive behavior. The difference is positive behavior, we expect an instant result, and negative behavior, we expect no result. Both will result in the long run uh, by exponentially accelerating the negative or the positive. The simplest way to think about credit cards, also know the nuances that they're trying to figure out any way to take you from that, that teaser rate into their normal 16, 17, 18%. I hope you guys are taking copious notes on all of these nuggets that, that Marshall and Dave have been dropping on you guys today. And I know that we have been had a, a mad rush of people who are trying to open savings plans for kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, so um, and giving them, you know, basically a little portfolio of that they can wrap up and give to their kids and know that they're putting away like $50, $100 a month, $200 a month, whatever it may be. And, you know, I think it's a great opportunity to both of your points about matching, matching your kids' savings and really encouraging them to be saving. And so for, you know, which is just one of many ideas that we, that we've been doing with, with people to be able to present their families with the gift of savings. But a lot of people also maybe want an opportunity either they've been listening to you guys they want they want to learn more about uh, about their finances or maybe they don't want to wait till the new year they're like screw it i don't want to spend the next five weeks spending money and and eating a lot of food i want to get a head start on everybody forget the new year's resolution let's finish 2020 strong because they're making the decision to change today so marshall what are some tips that you can give people on you know kind of what are what are next steps where do they go what do they do how do i get started i don't even know what i don't know i'm afraid to contact somebody what do, what do i do well I, this is um it's it's that's the scary part about this where do you go, who you trust, um, and can I afford it? Well, um, that's, that's part of the reason as to why I got into financial services, literally, because nobody has answers for you that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. And not to mention, 
most people that have answers for you, they're not going to teach you how to solve the problem. They're just going to give you the answer. What we, what, what, what I love to do is sit down with people and explain to them where they're at and show them how they're going to get to where they want to go. And by, by making it free of charge, we take away the burden of, oh, what is this going to cost me? Or what do you want from me? You know what I want from you? I want from you to not be financially illiterate, to raise your level of financial intelligence and to understand your next step financially. It could be the biggest step of your life in a good way or the biggest step in a bad way. Let us help you make it a biggest step in a good way. Absolutely. And so for those of you who are listening on the call, you can definitely reach out to Marshall or myself or even Dave um, via Instagram. Go ahead and, and follow us. Shoot us a DM. We would love to help you. Dave, what about you? What are some some recommendations that you have for people who maybe want to create multiple streams of income or they're like, forget about it. Like, I don't want to spend this holiday spending money, but how, how do I start making money? Because maybe they're like the, the tire guy who <laughs> is so ambitious and he's like, give me some tips. Tell me what to do put me in coach show me where to go how do i how do i get a one up on on everybody and and start now yeah you, this is such a great question so think about this marshall falk tyree and myself we are on a 6 a.m pacific time call all californians um and we're here the day after thanksgiving why do i say this because I think the people that want to make money during the holidays, you got to lean into the holidays to make money because there's about 10% of the people that also want to do business during the holidays. They don't want to take off 12 straight days or go off the grid for six weeks. They don't put their businesses on hold. They're trying to get as much business done as they can. They're trying themselves to create abundance as well. And that 10%, is the 10% that you want to hang out with. It's the 10% that want to do business and can do business and they're not being by they're not being bothered by the wannabes or the shouldabes or the couldabes. They're there with the people who get it done. So I've always found that you know calling, I mean my cold calling goes up during the holidays. Right? Because number one, you got a great reason for call. Hey, I'm just calling to wish you a good holiday. Two, are you guys in business? Are you guys doing anything during the holidays? Are you staying open or blah, blah, blah? Nobody else is buying. People have more time and they're bored. The, the go-getters, the go-getters, not the wannabe, should-abes, or could-abes, but the go-getters, they're dying to do business. And sometimes they'll do business with someone they never would have done business just because they want to do just because they can do business during the holidays because their family's sleeping in till 10 a.m. and they got nothing to do from 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. You know, obviously, that I resemble that. So the best time to do business with someone like me, with Marshall Falk, with Tyree, is now. Because most of the people, they turn it off. To me, it's consistent, persistent pursuit. It's every single day. And so lean into the holidays. If you, that's your personal values. If that's what you want, right? For me, it is what I want. I love activity I get paid for. And I want to have as much activity I get paid for every day. Um, I will note on what Marshall said as well. Um, asking for help from Marshall and Tyree and I'd be happy to facilitate, you know, a meeting with those two as well. Um, but the planning aspect goes beyond most people want to make money for other people. 
not for themselves. They want to make it for their spouse. They want to make it for their kids, their nieces, their nephews, whoever. They, they, most moneymakers don't do it for themselves. Um, and so what we want to do is make sure that you have the tools and the vehicles that allow you to do that. Uh, because one of the other things we have not mentioned that I learned through my own financial, I, I was a multi, multi, multi-millionaire and financially illiterate, which is probably why I lost over $100 million. But I never realized, and I still run into even billionaires that literally are going to give away most of their money when they die to not the people they want to give it to. They're going to give it away back to the to the country, to the government. And, you know, the rich man's game that I learned is that rich people don't give their money to the government when they die. They're, they're, they pass it on tax-free to their, their kids uh, or their nieces and nephews or their family. Um, and so I think one of beyond saving is if you are going to go through the effort of saving, make sure you have a, a trust uh, or some other vehicle uh, that people will put you into so that you know, there's extraordinary rich man laws in America, rich person laws in America, to help facilitate the transfer of property. Uh, and it's something that's so often ignored, something that Marshall and Tyree have helped educate me on. Uh, you know, never even knew how exposed I was to giving my money to the wrong people. Uh, so I just want to also add that in there too. Uh, but but lean in, the, 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 I do the most business here in the next six weeks and I'll do uh, the entire year probably. Uh, because I'm only dealing with people that like to do business, not the coulda bees, the woulda bees, and shoulda bees. Love that. You know, and I just want to, I know we're, we're getting close to the end of our time together. And I just want to add for everybody on here, like Dave talked about the family bank. And we could talk about that maybe the next time that we hop on. But I, I mean... There, there are solutions available for everyone. So even if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, like, I don't have the money, I can't invest, I don't really know what this is going to look like. I had a client call me, he has 12 brothers and sisters, and he's like, we want to start a family bank. And so I was able to put together some solutions for all, I mean, they really do not have a lot of money to contribute every month, but they're so committed to ending the poverty in their family, the 12 of them, <laughs> that we, we work together and we put together an absolutely amazing solution that is going to do just that so that their children and grandchildren never ever have to worry about money moving forward. So there are definitely some creative solutions. And when you're thinking about gift giving, obviously saving, giving the gift of savings is probably one of the best things that you can do and doing it in a smart way. So I know tonight we have office hours with David Meltzer on, on Bloomberg TV at 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, the one and only Marshall Falk is one of the guests tonight, and there's a few other amazing guests that I'll allow Dave to plug. But I just want to uh, allow each of you a, a minute or so to kind of close out. So um, any anything that you want to leave with with the room before we go, I'll turn it over to Marshall first, and then Dave, you can you can close it out at the end. So Marshall. Yeah. Um, uh, besides from the happy holidays, uh, just just be uh, financially and fiscally responsible. Understand that your level of intelligence is um, is is it should not be where everything stops. Um, understanding and making sure that your financial intelligence, just like your intelligence about whatever you do, um, understanding where you're at is is important. Is that it is as important as anything else in the world don't let the unknown 
or the fact that you don't know or the fact that you did not get the proper education financially be the thing that hold you back or stop you from being where you want to be. Being financially free, fiscally free, and having a better understanding of your money will put you in a better relationship with your money. And I mean, I think in the during the holidays, we like to be in the best relationships possible. Why not have that same, same feeling with money? So thank you guys for, uh, for allowing me to be a part of your morning. Um, I appreciate it. Thanks, Marshall. Okay, Dave, I'll throw it back to you so you can close it out. I know it's Thanksgiving week and uh, to come on here to help everyone, I certainly appreciate that. Of course, my man Marshall, thank you so much for everything that you do. Um, and the last thing I want to leave with is, you know, my my superpower of advice, which is ask for help. You know, I lost over $100 million because I didn't ask anyone for help. I lived in ignorant arrogance. I lived in ignorant arrogance that I, you know, thought I knew everything and I didn't need anyone else's help. There's so many people that sit in the situation you want to be in that understand the intricacies of how to build wealth, uh, no matter how much you have today, by having the right mindset, heart set, and hand set to do so. And uh, feel free to reach out to me, Tyree, or Marshall directly. Uh, and we'd be more than happy to be of service to, to provide either the help or find someone who can. Uh, full of gratitude, full of love, light, and lessons here on Clubhouse. Always a pleasure. We're here every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific time. It's the highlight of my week. I appreciate this community so much and was blessed to meet so many of you in person uh, at the Grow With God conference. It was so nice to see everyone. I never know if I know someone virtually or in person, but thank you so, so much. We're blessed. God is good. Thank you, everyone. Jake, you want to close out the room? Yes, happy to. Incredible hour. Let's flash our mics for that incredible hour here. Amazing. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.